You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. We're coming off of a good win for the Charlotte Hornets. 114 to 104 over this past weekend. And they came out guns a-blazing. They came out in the first quarter hitting a ton of three-pointers. They would finish with 21 total threes in this game when it was all said and done. In the fourth quarter, the Raptors almost beat the Hornets by 20 points, and yet still, Charlotte was able to win by double digits because of the 44-point output that they put in the initial quarter of action. They even came out of the locker room doing a good job scoring 31 against the Toronto Raptors. It was the three-point shooting, Nada, that won the game for the Hornets initially, and then they didn't relinquish the lead after that. No, not at all. I mean, they set records. They did damage in that first quarter and i like when you set franchise records for threes and you almost set the front like this is the ironic part about this the hornets who defensively have been giving up franchise record threes to other teams they damn near do it to another team i like this like can we do more of this I would love to see the Hornets score, again, set franchise records for threes. The best part about it was Devontae Graham, for the first time in a couple of weeks, looked natural. And he looked, and it wasn't like a Detroit situation where you knew that was the first game after the break. This one was much more of a, okay, these guys are in shape. These guys, this is not the first game in a week or so. I just like I love the way they looked. I love the way they looked. It's almost like a men's warehouse situation, you know? <laughs> it was. I did like the way that they looked too. Of course, when everything is going in from deep, you love the way that the Hornets were able to play against the Toronto Raptors. So in the first quarter, they did set the franchise record. They had 11 three-pointers in the first quarter to get to that 44-24 lead. You mentioned Devontae Graham. He had 17 points in this one off of the bench. It's the second time that he's come off of the bench since being healthy enough to play again. And of course, LaMelo Ball's not going back to the pine. So Devontae looked good in that role. And I I always thought Devonte would handle that really well. I Terry would have been interesting, but he's handled everything else well so far. Either way, Devonte was the right decision, and I'm glad to see him have a nice performance coming off and being that sixth, seventh guy. Then you see Malik Monk. He scores 16 points off of the bench too. Now what I love, Nada, is you have two guys that you can go to to sub in, and there is no problem gaining any offense with, with a couple of those, especially if Devonte's hitting, mm-hmm. then you don't have to sack sacrifice offense in the backcourt because of how much depth you've been able to get. And I remember at the beginning of the season when we were discussing what players would fit the best with the Hornets in the draft and the conversation of LaMelo Ball came up. And I don't think there were too many people saying this, but you could have questioned maybe you go after a Wiseman, even if he's there. He wasn't, but just to humor me a bigger guy and a Kung Wu who we did entertain a little bit. Would you go over that? uh, Would you go with them over a LaMelo? Because you do have some type of depth with this Hornets team in the backcourt. And I would always put quotation marks around that. I was sarcastically saying it like, yeah, you got some depth, but it's almost faux depth there. Mm -hmm. And now it's turned into real players. When you're talking about four guys 
that can go just get you buckets. LaMelo, Terry, Devontae, and Malik Monk. Devontae was the guy that was in a shooting slump, but still has always been a really good decision maker. And when he catches fire, it's someone you can rely on from deep um, as he gets going. So I love that. Not a, not, LaMelo and Terry, they can do the starting uh, starting thing, and then Malik and Devontae can come in off of the bench and still give you double-digit scoring every you night. You know, it's funny. They, there's legitimate depth. And when you have a lot of weeks in this upcoming second half of the season where you're going to have four games in seven days, one of those guys may not be as fresh as the other. And the fact that you can go with multiple different combinations – if Terry's not feeling it, maybe Malik is. If Terry's not, and if Malik's not feeling it, maybe Devontae is. Or if Devontae's not feeling it, maybe LaMelo is. Not one guy has to carry the offensive load for this team. And then, oh yeah, we haven't even gotten to the discussion about what Devontae Graham can do. Like, this is a, uh, not Devontae Graham, I mean G- Gordon Hayward. Like, this is one of those things, like, this is a good problem to have. And when we talk about trading, again, trading trades and everything else like that, it's kind of why I don't see it happening, because with this kind of depth and this kind of meat grinder schedule, it doesn't make sense. Like, it really does not make any sort of sense to trade anybody just yet, because you have this kind of working depth that you need and honestly like this is a good problem to have i don't know why why anyone would move off of it right now yeah i mean you're not trading any of those guys for i don't think you're trading in any of those guys for a different type of role yeah they need some wing help for sure but I think when you're looking at the most upside, a lot of it relies in the backcourt. And yeah, you could try to sell on that and get something just to solidify your wing depth or your big man depth a little bit more. But I don't want to get rid of somebody more talented at a different position just because you're a little bit deeper there and get someone that you think is okay and solid, but fills a position of need. I'm totally with you. I don't want to sell on that when Devontae Graham, we'll see how much money he gets on the open market. You know, Malik has been been a guy that his value has shot up ever since he's been back in the rotation terry's having a career year lamella ball is one of the top five halves of top five assets in all of the nba so you're dealing with some really nice stuff here with the hornets and uh you're also getting some good performances elsewhere even if gordon hayward he doesn't show up offensively in this one four of seven if you were to say okay your 30 mil a year guy gives you nine points then you're probably not saying that the Hornets are going to basically blow out the Toronto Raptors, but they, but they do, you know, PJ hit a couple of threes and wasn't great from the field, but how about the look ahead pass to LaMelo LaMelo stole all the attention with his spinny around 360 <laughs> three pointer, which was awesome. Yes. It was great, but also PJ showed some real skill with the ball in his hands there. Love to see that. And so PJ goes for 11. He hits a couple of threes, even on an off night. That's good. That, that, is something that would be considered an off night. He was also a foul out in this one. It's the first time a Hornet has done that this season. You got young guy minutes, Nick Richards, Vernon Carey. They came in in garbage time. It was a weird garbage time lineup. Nothing I ever want to see ever if we're really trying to win, but okay, at least they all got some experience. So there was a a couple of nice things to check off uh, the list um, this weekend against Toronto. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like there were, we got, Like, there's nothing wrong with outside of, and I wouldn't say there's nothing wrong. The Hornets turned the ball over 28 times. That was a ridiculous 
amount oh, yeah, of that times is <laughs> to turn over the ball. That was gross. The fact that they still won despite that tells you the power of how many threes they hit and demoralize and turn this into a laugher. But like for everything that went on, they had 28 turnovers. Um, that needs to be cleaned up tonight because as we'll get into, tonight's kind of an important game. Tonight's kind of an important game because you don't know when the next time you're going to win after tonight is if you win this. Yep. One. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get into the schedule coming up here in just a moment here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. But first, I do want to talk to you guys about Headspace. Headspace is a fantastic app to use just to relax. Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helps you sleep, focus, act, and be better well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, and anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. We have more coming up on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We look ahead at the schedule coming up next. Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I kicked the outlet past Doug and I let him run with it because you know what? He's going to do something that's going to be funnier than what I can do right now. I recognize <laughs> <Okay>. my limitations <laughs> and I'm going from there. Wow. That's a lot of that pressure. That was a lot of self-reflection within that teeing it up oh, for Doug. Man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Got a little dark there. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Uh, we did. We mentioned um, self lo- self loathing <laughs> yesterday, and now we mentioned this. Not are you okay, buddy? We're gonna we're gonna talk through it. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL—they're all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code Locked On. Also, what we're doing, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, is we're making a bracket challenge, the tournament challenge on ESPN. It's open to the public, and it's free to sign up. We have, I think, over 30 participants right now, and so you can go in there and you can look for the Locked On Podcast Network Tournament Challenge and you can join along with a bunch of the hosts, a part of all of the network, whether it be college basketball analysts, whether it be NBA analysts, local analysts that are just in it to try to figure out who's 
who's the next star for their own franchise. Either way, we'll all get to watch them come tournament time later this week, all in Indianapolis, and it should be fun. So again, the Locked On Podcast Network Men's Tournament Challenge. You just go to ESPN and search for the bracket, and then you can play along with us. Not, are you going to fill one out? Uh, you know what? Just just for the company, I think I might. I just might this year. <laughs> just just to check off a box and say that you're a company man because you really have no interest. Yes, in doing basically, so. I like checks. I like checks that, that come yeah. routinely to my my door. So yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I, I like that as well. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I I miss it. I missed it last year. It's my favorite sporting event. The NBA finals are fantastic too. But when you're talking about that opening Thursday of the NCAA tournament and having all of those games hit you in waves, it's my favorite sporting event that exists. We'll see about the Charlotte Hornets going forward. They do get a little bit of a tougher schedule and then it eases up at the end of the season, but they play against the Sacramento Kings Mm -hmm. tonight. It's going to be held in the Spectrum Center. It's going to be at 7 p.m. And we all know what happened against Sacramento the last time they played. P.J. Washington exploded for a career high, 42 points. He hit a huge three to allow them to at least keep it close enough for Malik Monk to hit an and one and give them the lead and watch Sacramento completely flounder down the stretch. Here are the Hornets. Nada. They're 19 and 18. They have a real chance to win four in a row, go undefeated since the all-star break and beat the Kings tonight to go to two games above 500 before then they go out West. And here's the slate Denver loss. LA, the Lakers, and then the Clippers, San Antonio on the road, and Houston to end it. So that could be certainly a winnable game. Um, Another brutal West Coast road trip right after we got done with the first one pre-All-Star break. I I know I said I would be very happy for three wins on the last one. And again, I actually, you know what? I laughed. At you, Walker, the last time they had a West Coast West Coast trip? I just even, I I was dipping my toe in the water. I didn't even say they should go three and three. I just threw it out there and you spiked it down like the meanest volleyball player I've ever played against. And you laughed hysterically. You didn't even, I don't even think you gave me an answer when I threw that out there. All you did was just laugh like an evil villain and they were able to go 500. Do you want to ask me how many, again, what, again, give me <laughs> The, you're optimistic. You're most optimistic on this on this <sighs> thing, and then ask me if they yeah. can win, please. Do yeah. It. Um. My, I mean, two and four. I'm looking <laughs> at two and four again. Oh, it's two and three. It would be two and three. Oh, wow. No chance. <laughs> no two chance. And three. Well, yes, you were right to laugh at two and four because that is impossible. There's only five games yes. on the road trip. But you're saying two and three. No you're chance. still laughing at me. No chance. I okay. only count the Rockets game, and that's because they're clearly tanking. That's the only one I feel good about. Mm-hmm. The rest of those, those look like L's, all of them. Yeah, it, it, it starts off pretty pretty hard. So you've got Denver on March 17th. That's going to be on Wednesday. And then directly right after that, you have to go to L.A. and play the Lakers. And that's going to be the second night of a back-to-back that you're playing Denver one night and then the L.A. Lakers the next. Then it's the Clippers two days from there, San Antonio two days from the Clippers game, and then it's Houston that you're finishing up with next Wednesday to complete it. So, yeah, you're talking about uh, basically five games in just a week's worth of time. It's going to be like, a I don't strength. see – like, here's the thing about this this one – I don't see like this is the this is what trips me up about this thing. 
you start off with the center position and where you get flam- where Jokic is absolutely flambaying cats. And that being possibly the weakness of the actually no, not possibly, it is the weakness of this team. So you're going to altitude to start this and then getting flambayed there. Then you get to spend 3 days in LA, Walker, between the Lakers and the Clippers. We've never <laughs> seen teams get just absolutely slaughtered on both nights because they spend 3 days in LA. We've never seen that in the NBA. Have we no, never seen that? That's That's never happened. Uh that's never happened. I don't believe you. I don't think we're going to say that again. Um but here, look, what's interesting about this too is the fact that the Charlotte Hornets, they beat the Toronto Raptors this mm-hmm. past weekend. And what that did was, again, it put them one game above 500. It's the latest in the season that they've been above 500 in like four years Since worth the of time. Season. And you look at the And you look at the NBA standings right now, the Toronto Raptors, they fall all the way out of the playoff picture because they've gone three and seven in their last 10 and they lost five straight. The Hornets have won three straight and they're six and four in their last 10. And now they are a half a game back of the Boston Celtics for the fifth seed. They're actually one game back of the Miami Heat for the fourth seed. I still am not going to allow myself to be excited enough to get to a top four seed, but they are one game behind a team, Nada, that you also laughed at when we discussed whether they could get back into playoff contention. It's a wide open East once you get past the first. Why you gotta bring teams. up old stuff, man? Like why you got well, no? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Because again, granted, I may have slightly underestimated the Miami Heat. I might have slightly done that. They are like Jason. Yeah, they just won't go away and so you know what you're right i miscalculated i grossly miscalculated on the miami heat one thing i'm uh, what one thing i'm telling you and you know what you're smart for not getting excited about this four seed just yet let's see where we are let's see where this team is let's start discussing top four seeds after this west coast road trip let's give it a week and if mm-hmm. they're anywhere close to a four seed, then hey, look, go ahead and dream big dreams. Go ahead and dream champagne <laughs> wishes and caviar dreams at that point. Top four seed. Until then, I'm waiting because I don't believe it. So I think a goal that I've always kind of set for the Charlotte Hornets is to win a playoff mm-hmm. series because it's something they have not done since the early 2000s. And I mean the very early 2000s. I felt like that was a nice stepping stone towards whatever semblance of success that you were trying to reach in a rebuild. I don't think that they're going to win a playoff series this year, but we don't have to get to the four seed. The five seed, it, it's it's a seed that I think would get that in the realm of some type of possibility. And even then I'm not calling them the favorite, but you get to the six seed, then you face either Milwaukee, Brooklyn or Philadelphia. It ain't happening. So really what you got to do is shoot for that five seed to then play Miami or Boston. And even then I'm not picking the Hornets in that seven game series, but just to put it in perspective for everyone else on what's the highest you could finish. What's the best you would feel about the Hornets in a potential playoff scenario. One, you're just looking to get in the top six to avoid the play in tournament in that regard. And then if you're really trying to figure out a way for the Hornets to win a playoff series, shoot for the five seed. And then you can get the heat, the Celtics, who knows, right? The other teams behind you right now, it's the Knicks in the seven seed. It's the Hawks as the eight seed. And then the Pacers, the Bulls and the Raptors, they're on the outside looking at this point. You just hope for a top six seed. Like, here's the thing. This, the expectations, especially for this season, 
this season, and I want to stress this, this season, I would probably tell you that your expectation should be if they finish in the top 10, you better be happy because this was not expected this year. That said, if they end up with a top six seed, I do not care about the results and neither should you. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. I mean, look, you, you should care in whatever you want your fandom to care for, right? I mean, you're a fan of the team. You want to see them win. That's great, man. I'm excited for the Hornets in the playoffs if they get to a top six seed. That would be awesome. Don't really care too much how they got there. I would be a little disappointed that they're not going to have a higher pick. But if it comes with playoff experience and you win a couple of games, I think that experience is pretty important for a young roster that's also tried to bud into something special. But I also hear your larger point that this was something unexpected. The fact that they got to a top six seed, no one had them finishing no top one had six. Them top I think 10. Maybe, no one. It, yeah, I we did. We, we had them as okay, top we 10. Did. I. Okay. We well, I'm not saying I'm not even saying that because we're so smart. I think a lot of people I, I think that's not as true. I do think that a top six seed was certainly something not a whole lot of people had for the Charlotte Hornets and for them to get there. That would be um, certainly unexpected. All right. Let's talk about not only is the NCAA tournament happening, but we've also got the built bar madness happening. We have been telling you about built bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market for a while. Now built bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it's time to find out which built bar is the best through Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, it features Toffee Almond, which was the winner in the banana nut bread and toffee almond first oh, round matchup. Toffee almond, nice, hard fought win there. And they're going to be taking on Mint Brownie Ooh. today. So the matchup in the sweetest 16, Toffee Almond versus Mint Brownie. I'm going Mint Brownie. Where are you oh, going? Oh, man, man. I, I might have to go to, I might go with the scrappy underdog. And I'm not that person. Like, Toffee Almond, survive in advance, baby. <laughs> See, they even beat Banana Nut Bread, which I was going to have Banana Nut Bread moving on, but uh, my my Built Bar bracket, it's already busted. So uh, I can't, um, I'm not the guy that you should be listening to on this one. I'm going to take Mint Brownie, though, and we'll see exactly what can happen from there. Built Bar, remember to use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar there is. We've got one more segment to go. We'll preview a little bit of tonight's game against Sacramento as well as recap what we saw over the weekend coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. Exactly. Unexpected ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs. How much do you really know about all these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft, which what's really cool for about March Madness this year, it's not like you have a Ben Simmons who's the number one overall pick, but he's not going to play in the tournament. You don't have that with a Markel Fultz. All of these guys, they're going to be in the big dance. Evan Mobley with USC. I believe they're a six seed coming into March Madness. Cade Cunningham, even with the tough draw, they got a four seed with Oklahoma State. We know what Jalen Suggs is doing with Gonzaga, an undefeated number one overall seed. So even if you don't get to see the guys in the G League, you do get to see some of these big time prospects at least getting six seeds or better. Can't wait to see what they do in the NCAA tournament and make sure you follow and learn up on them on the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Real quickly, Nada, what are the chances you do think the Hornets actually win tonight before we talk about some Devontae Graham trade scenarios? Look, I, I think they're going to win. I think it took everything for the Kings last time at home to beat these, to beat these Hornets minus minus a lot of their guys, namely Cody Zeller and Gordon Hayward and no Devontae Graham. This should be a win. I'm, I might even be going as far as calling this a must-win game, especially if you're talking about being a top-six seed and avoiding the playoff, play-in tournament altogether. Games like this, if you lose them, come back to haunt you when that later down the line when you're fighting against the Knicks who may be fighting for a play, the same playoff spot that you are or a better playoff seeding. So if the goal is playoff seeding and not just development, you better win this game. Because if not, then you're going to be fairly disappointed when you come back from this West Coast swing. We know the Hornets are playing well. They've won three straight so far. The Kings are not playing nearly as bad as what they were even before the Hornets game. So the last six contests for the Kings, Sacramento's actually 500. They've gone three and three. And that includes, by the way, a win against the LA Lakers when they won 123 to 120. They did have a loss to Portland on the road and they only lost by four points and they did lose to Atlanta and that was a worse one. They lost on the road by 15 points, but every other team, they beat the Rockets by 20, only lost to Portland by four. They beat the Lakers by three. They lost to the Hornets by one and that massive choke job and they beat the Detroit Pistons by a few points. So Sacramento, they are playing a little better here lately. It's not going to be some walkover. It wasn't a walkover the last time they played. I do think the Charlotte Hornets better team, They've been playing pretty well after the all-star break too. I think the Charlotte Hornets get it done tonight. Nada, you wanted to talk about Devonte Graham a little bit more and something that uh, I believe Sam Amick wrote about. Yes. And uh, so why don't you uh, share with us about Devonte Graham, something that Sam Amick kind of touched on as we go forward into the NBA season. So again, guys, this is a, per- this is, you're not a personal, again, PSA. Stop. Don't fall for the clickbait this year. I know that there's 10 days left to the trade seat to till the trade deadline. And you're going to see a lot of articles that say the Hornets are going to be doing this. The Hornets are going to be doing that. I'm just going to read you the Sam Amick piece from The Athletic today. Like several others on this list, Graham is a player on a rookie contract whose team appears hesitant about paying up for second deal when he enters restricted free agency this offseason. At least that's the sense among teams that believe he's available. 
Graham, the third-year point guard whose three-point shooting last season turned so many heads, recently returned after a month-long absence after a kneecap injury and could inject some offensive punch into some suitors' bench. His perceived availability, it seems, has everything to do with the level of point guard play that surrounds him. Starter Terry Rozier is earning his hefty salary while trailing only Gordon Hayward in scoring for the Hornets. And LaMelo Ball is running away with the NBA Rookie of the Year award while coming off the bench. Now, I don't disagree with Amick because Sam Amick tends to be very, 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 very connected to this league. The question I have, and it goes back to the what we were talking about earlier in the first segment, is this. If the goal now has changed to being a playoff team, why on earth would the Hornets trade away their guard depth when we just went over this schedule and how brutal it is, and there are four games in seven nights, a lot of this, a lot of the time down the schedule, there's probably no chance of any sort of trade that makes sense. On top of which, and this is where this is my biggest, my biggest uh, problem with any sort of trade scenario. When are you going to have time to fold these guys in? Because if you've read any of the articles over this weekend, and I can't remember one, but there's one. I think it was Dan Wilkin, Dan Wilkin that wrote it. Teams aren't practicing. And if you're not practicing, how are you going to ingratiate these new guys into these lineups? And especially if you're adding a big whose responsibility, especially in the Hornets defense, is to protect the rim. That's going to be a little bit harder, especially when you're running zone and that requires a lot of communication. And you know what communication does? It requires a lot of practice, practice that they don't have. So when I tell you don't fall for the booby trap of whatever you have about whatever article. Oh, I heard Evan Fournier is going to come. Oh, I heard uh, again Vukovic is going to come. Oh, I heard Drummond's going to come here. Unless it's on a deal that makes sense, and I, and by deal that makes sense, I mean most likely a waiver wire claim or a uh, again a free agent a post trade deadline free agent pickup. It really doesn't make sense for the Hornets to make a deal, so don't fall for these. If a trade happens, a trade happens, and I'm willing to be wrong on this, but I don't see any scenario where the Hornets are going to make a deal. I may have, yeah, if you're, I may have ruined a lot of people's fun, but eh, oh well. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it's going to happen either. I, I, I think that the Charlotte Hornets are going to make a push for the playoffs. When we got that question in the mailbag episode last week, it was a question, something along the lines of, are they going to make a push for the playoffs or are they going to try to develop the young talent that they have on the roster? And so when you talk about that, it can be split into two ways. You can have the players trying to make a push for the playoffs. And then you could have the front office not try to give up on whatever pieces on the roster and trade it um, in order to make the tra- uh, to playoffs, right? So coaching staff players, yeah, they're all full steam ahead, just like usual, trying to make sure that they get in one of those last spots. But it doesn't mean that Mitch Kupchak is going to do something where maybe has to give up a little bit more value sending it out in order to get something to help them make the playoffs in this kind of year, right? I just don't think that the front office is going to do that. Uh, I would agree. I would say that the Hornets probably not going to be making a trade come the trade deadline. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again to you guys and Bill Barr for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA or really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to recap the Sacramento Kings game. <laughs>